Well, hallelujah and bless his holy name. Let God uh, be praised today for he is worthy, 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 worthy. Well, welcome to Walk It Out. I'm Leah McCray and we are on Exodus 20 today. And um, we are working, we are transforming our bodies as we transform our minds through the word of God. So God bless you all today. Let's just open up like we always do in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We bless you that you are our daddy. We bless you for you are God. You are God all by yourself. Hallelujah. The maker of everything. We just thank you. We bless you uh, for just being you. We come. We have no agenda right now. We just want to worship you and thank you and just give you the honor and the praise that you deserve. We thank you for Jesus, we thank you for our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the blood that cleanses us. Hallelujah. We just love you today. We ask that you would open up your scriptures to us, Lord. Give us the revelation that only uh, you can give, that only comes from you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's get started. We are at Exodus 20. I'm on my treadmill today. I trust that you guys are on your bikes, you're about to take a walk, you're doing your Pilates, whatever it is, to transform our bodies while we get into this word of God. So here we go. Verse one. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So we are not to uh, make any idols uh, that we worship. Amen. He, he is charging them. Don't make, don't make with your hands anything that you may come to worship. You worship me in spirit and in truth. Uh, verse 6, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless, that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thy labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, nor thy sons, nor thy daughters, thy maidservants, uh, manservants, nor thy maidservants, nor the cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, kept it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother, <clears throat> that thy days may be long upon the earth, excuse me, <clears throat> which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is in thy neighbor's, or that is thy neighbor's. 
And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. So they backed up. (laughs) And then they said unto Moses, speak thou with us and we will hear. But let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you and that and that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon the burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen, in all places where I record my name. I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone, for if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps into mine altar." that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. And that is the end of chapter 20. And we see God giving them um, instructions, you know, giving them commands, uh, but then giving them instructions on how they can come near to him and what they need to do. And this is just um, an illustration for us how holy God is and that uh, we can't just, um, I mean, I know that Jesus came and completed the law, right? He, he uh, met all the regulations in him, in his body, in what he did. But we should still look at this and see the lesson uh, uh, behind what God is showing us here, that he is a God of, of um, structure, a God of uh, holiness, and that there should be great preparation in our hearts, okay? And we're seeing the preparation that had to be made on the outside, Uh, but he's showing them something, he's teaching them something, and he's teaching us by allowing us to have the Old Testament scriptures and to learn uh, through them, right? That, That we need to prepare before we go before our king. We need to prepare our hearts, we need to, come to him in humility we need to follow his instructions okay whatever they are to us individually and to us through his word he is a God of order and this comes across so clearly as we read um, some of these chapters in in Exodus and and then going forth in Leviticus and Deuteronomy and all that that um, you know he is a God of order And when he gives a command, he expects it to be obeyed. When he gives instructions, he expects them to be followed. And so this really is just setting uh, up the scene of how God is to be um, revered. And he should. He's our daddy, but he's God, you know. So I just think sometimes it's hard to get through certain chapters in the Old Testament because it's just so full of of, you know, instruction and, and um, uh, regulation, if you want to say. But, but it really just shows us uh, aspects of our God, of our daddy. 
and we should want to know him. Amen. Amen. So just bear with the word of God. It will bless you. It will bless you. It is a blessing. And as I said, bear with, I felt a conviction of even saying that. Who are we to bear with the word? We are to receive the word with joy, right? Because Jesus is the word. Amen. All right. So let's go on to, um, and believe me, I am chiding myself, not just you. This is the Holy Spirit. (laughs) This is the Holy Spirit. He's giving me, uh, uh, you know, he's making sure that I understand this and I'm just passing it along. All right. So let's go on to Exodus 21. Now, these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. And I'm reading out of the King James, and I may switch uh, to the New Living or even the message as we get further in here. Um, but right now, I'm going to stick with the King James. So again, verse 1. Now, these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thou buy any Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing and you know okay just listen to that right okay so it's talking about buying people slavery and yes we know that uh, you know that God does not condone that today okay this is a a different time and we have to um, when we're reading the Old Testament we have to keep in mind the culture and what God was teaching and showing through that time right okay but but I love this about the six and number seven okay Um, for six years I mean this is a principle that God set forth um, uh, in Genesis and, and then even as we go forward through the feast and and just um, understanding his uh, his language, his alignment, right? And so for six years, they'll serve. But on the seventh year, they're set free, right? Um, that is the Jubilee year. Uh, that is the, uh, the year where, well, ju- mm, okay, I have to have to think about that but uh so they are in bondage for six years or they're in slavery for six years but on the seventh year they're set free right um god talks about that as far as debts as well and seven is the year of perfection and completion so just think about that uh you know uh, that is a a number uh that we should when we're reading the bible we need to pay attention to numbers as well because god is speaking to us through numbers okay so i'm just gonna leave it there for now don't want to get uh, confuse anyone okay so if thou buy an hebrew servant six years he shall serve and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing if he came in by himself he shall go out by himself if he were married then his wife shall go out with him if his master have given him a wife and she have borne him sons or daughters the wife and her children shall be her masters and he shall go out by himself And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his mother shall bring him into, uh, shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or into the doorpost. And his master shall bear his ear or bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. And if a man sell his daughter to be a maidservant, and she shall not go out as the maidservants do, if she pleases, if she please not her master who hath bethrothed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed to sell her unto a strange nation. He shall have no power, seeing he hath dealt deceitfully with her. And if he have betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. If he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, 
and her duty of marriage shall he not diminish. And if he do not these, these three unto her, then shall she go out free without money. He that smiteth a man so that he die shall be surely put to death. And if, and if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee a place where he shall flee. But if a man come presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay him with guile, thou shalt take him from mine altar that he may die. And he that smiteth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And he that stilleth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. And he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And if a man strive together and one smite another with the stone or with his fist and he die, and he die not, uh, but keepeth his head, if he rise again and walk abroad upon his staff, then shall he that smote him be quit. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. If a man smite his servant or his maid with the rod and he die under his hand, he shall be surely punished. Notwithstanding, if he continue a day or two, he shall not be punished, for he is his money. If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely be punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. If any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye of his maid, that if perish, he shall let him go free for the eye's sake. And if he smite out the man's, the maidservant's tooth or his manservant's tooth, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall be surely stoned, and his flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall be quit. But if the ox were wont to push with his horn in time past, and it hath been testified to his owner, and he hath not kept him in, but that he hath killed a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and his owner also shall be put to death. If there be laid on him a sum of money, then he shall give for the ransom of his life whatsoever is laid upon him. Whether he hath gored a son or hath gored a daughter, according to this judgment shall it be done unto him. If the ox shall push a man, man, manservant or maidservant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. And if a man shall open a pit, or if a man shall dig a pit, and not cover it, and an ox or an ass fall therein, the owner of the pit shall make it good, and give money unto the owner of them, and the dead beast shall be his. And if one man's ox hurt another's, that he died, then shall... Then they shall sell the ox, the live ox, and divide the money of it, and the dead ox also shall they divide. Or if it be known that the ox hath used to push in thine past, and his owner hath not kept him in, he shall surely pay ox for ox, and the dead shall be his own. Wow, that's the end of chapter 21. And that's a lot of regulations, a lot of uh, laws, right? Um, uh, that we were reading there, and but what struck me was how our uh, laws in in this country, in our cities, our ordinances, and everything, how they're set up. It's so much like this, right? It's 
it's, I mean, you can tell that we got all of that from the Bible, um, from the system of justice that God had set, right? And so it's so interesting to me when I, when I read this and I think about that, um, because it does seem mundane, but really uh, you need laws to, uh, to keep people, um, uh, to, what I want to say, uh, to recompense uh, people when um, others have done wrong against them, right? I mean, it's just something that, that I mean, if all people were good and we always did what uh, we knew was right, then there would be no need for that. So this, you know, just shows us that uh, the law, that it, that is necessary, right? Um, in society, in society. So, okay, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there today. Uh, we have done about 20 minutes of working out. So um, if you want to continue to just uh, get your last 10 minutes in, just uh, just think on the word, you know, just uh, pray and ask God what he would have you get from today's reading and uh, from today's study on on just his faithfulness and how uh, we have been redeemed from the law, right, uh, through our Lord and Savior Jesus, but how the law and structure, structure is necessary in our lives, right? Knowing what is good is necessary in doing good. And we know that through the word of God, we learn what is good through the Holy Spirit and his word, knowing him and being in relationship with him. And so, but just think about when you don't know God, how you have to have um, so many borders and, and, and uh, barriers around your life because uh, to keep you, uh, to keep you in a place where you're not hurting others and you're not hurting yourselves. But when you know Jesus, when you know the Lord, when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, then you really don't need that because he is your guide. And I guess really that is the whole, I mean, when you sum up the law and how Jesus came and redeemed the law and how he freed us from the law, if you look at it like that, thank you, Holy Ghost, how every little uh, thing had to be legislated, had to be, um, had to, had to be written down as a do this or don't do this, you know, before the Holy Spirit came in us, right? Now he is the one who writes the law in our heart. Amen. Uh, so we don't need these little ordinances and pieces of paper, uh, you know, to just direct us our entire lives because now we have the Holy Spirit who is our, our, uh, signposts, who, who leads us, who shows us, who uh, convicts us or who, talks to us and say, no, 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 don't do that. Do this. Or uh, you don't want to say that, or you don't want to do that. You know, he is now inside of us, guiding us and leading us. If we would hear him, if we would submit and if we would do, and that is why the law was banished. That is why, uh, uh, we've been free from the curse of the law because of the blood of Jesus, because of his blood that redeemed us and set us free from sin, and then the Holy Spirit who is in us, leading us and guiding us and keeping us from sin. Amen? So, wow. 
<laughs> so I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for just that revelation from all of the ordinances that we just read that really don't seem to apply to us and really seems contrary uh, sometimes to the heart of God, right? But we have to understand um, that he is dealing with the people who, um, and that includes us, okay? But uh, dealing with the people that needed to be taught, that need to be taught uh, how to obey and, and uh, how not to succumb to the rebellious uh, uh, leader of the world in the world okay which was satan you know how not to succumb to him and follow him but how to stay in alignment with god so there is um there is a great message in all of the ordinances and the laws and everything that we're going to be reading we have to look spiritually at those things so praise god praise god well thank you father for this time today we just bless you and we love you and we give you all praise and honor in jesus name so you guys have an awesome day